This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, and others with topics that will pique your curiosity. I'll be your host, Taj. I'm talking with the vitamin C. She is an MC representing Mississippi. We'll be talking about her album titled Joyful Noise. The vitamin C, welcome to Books, Beats, and Beyond. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, thank you. So I like to always start down to have the MC break down their name. Vitamin C. That's C-E-A. Well, what's, what, 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 what's that all about? Well, vitamin C, I, it initially originated from um, me being a part of what's called the Remedy. Okay. And the Remedy is a collective um, made up of me, my younger sister, Miranda, who goes by Neo Soul, and um, my, one of my mentors slash, uh, he was my youth pastor at one point, like all these different things. His name is Jazzy L. Ace. And we came together when I was in about, 11th grade I guess and of course we have been going to church with each other for um for for years but we came together and started creating music um under that collective name mm-hmm. and vitamin C kind of stuck mm-hmm. even though I it's crazy because I really didn't care for it at first mm-hmm. but my mom is like a firm believer in all things like green tea honey uh, and herbal. vitamin C if yeah. you have yeah. yeah it's like if you have um like whenever, like you could 
sniff or cough a little bit in our house. And like she would go see you to go get some vitamin C, <laughs> some green tea, and, and some honey. And that was like her elixir for like our immune system. Uh, and I feel like vitamin C was like a really cool thing to play on like um, immunity from the external like uh, damaging yeah. forces and mm-hmm. like different things like that. So, no, yeah. no. So, were you ever sick? <laughs> I mean, that's di- crazy because, yeah, I used to get sick a lot when I was younger. Okay. Just like, just as far as like, um, I always get having, um, like, it, I don't know, I was very susceptible to getting colds uh-huh. and, and, um, having like things like that happen to me when I was younger. And typically, it would always happen right before like very big like monumental things mm. in, in my little head <laughs> like, right oh stressors yeah. It, yeah it was coming like if we had like youth sunday come thursday i was gonna be like <laughs> like sick like mm. if it was something that i was looking forward to like nine times out of ten it, it would happen and that was when i was younger I, it had to happen as much like um since i've been older but i remember in fifth grade i went to state honor choir um I'm from Goshen, Mississippi, and it was in our capital, Jackson, Mississippi, and that was one of my first times going to Jackson, the first time, if I'm not mistaken, and I was in fifth grade, and, like, right before, you know, we're making all these preparations to go, it was me and my mom, and um, I got, like, really sick, like, mm. like the heck, uh, I had, like, a, a sinus headache on top of my nose being stopped up and being like oh, it was just horrible mm. and I was just like why does this always it's like vitamin C deficiency <laughs> <laughs> not anymore yeah <laughs> right no so so what specifically influenced you to become an MC to becoming what was it an MC what 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 an MC yeah um, you. initially well, I guess, like, I've always been a writer. Um, I've always enjoyed, like, expressing myself through writing since I was younger. I used to write songs and different things and, and stories. And, like, I have plenty of novels that I've started and never finished. Like, mm. so writing has always been, like, something that's very, um, just been really uh, monumental to me and just, like, who I am. But as far as, like, getting to the point where I wanted to, to rap. Um, I was in middle school, I want to say, and I wasn't allowed to listen to, like, secular music. That's what my folks call it. Just, uh, like, anything that wasn't, you know, um, edifying or glorifying to God. It wasn't even just, like, edifying to your spirit. Like, if it, if it had the, the word baby in it, we couldn't So we, we're talking it. about we people had, like, like Boys Demand. You couldn't listen to stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, no, oh. no, no, no. Like, so so these are all, like all of the, the classic like um, 90s R&B and rap and hip hop and all those things. Like I discovered that way later on. Wow. Like, I was late high school in, in JUCO. Like I didn't really have a grip around like who who, like, the queens, like, Erica Badu, Lauren mm-hmm. Hill, Jill Scott, like, all them, I didn't have a real understanding of how monumental they were until I feel like I was in I was in junior college before I really, like, because I didn't listen to my first, like, Erica Badu album all the way through until I was in my junior, not junior, my sophomore year of college. Wow, which Badu um, album I was remember, that, though? 
and that was but you can't use my phone and that was a oh that one which is crazy yeah yeah and so that took me back like backwards through that portal and then of course like at that point i'm going to like find all these female mcs and i'm just like dang like this has been here and a crazy thing like a couple days ago i just went to i like was at walmart and i bought like hella five dollar uh cds and i found uh, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill for what? five bucks. For five but I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've been like buffing that and like literally riding to work, like crying. <laughs> like, just like, dang, like knowing how how influential it, yeah. it, it, it's always been. But I'm just like, dang, these are things that were created. Like literally the year that I was born, I was born in 96. Right. And a lot of like our favorites were like, yeah. in their prime during that time right. you know and i'm just like dang it's crazy how like full circle a lot of different things come but going all the way back to like the influence of becoming an mc um acl jazzy l ace the one who i was telling you about is a part of remedy he yeah. was like uh really like my um i want to say like I saw him, like, he was my introduction to all of the music that I couldn't listen to just through his voice, his tone, different things like that. Mm. Like, he was he would rap at church. Um, he was our pastor's son. Oh, he okay. played the drums. And, and he was, like, relatively, like, he, he was an outcast. And it's crazy because, like, even as a child, I noticed that made him stand out to me. Like, he wasn't doing what all the other youth were doing. I'm just like... What is like well, this dude? And it, and it's crazy. And oh, no, you no, I was going to say, isn't that kind of the same? The pastor's oh, yeah. kid is always like that, right? <laughs> yeah, and he's the youngest out of all uh, of them. And yeah. like, it's crazy. So when he would rap at church, and I would, you know, be writing and different things like that. Once I got to the point of wanting to rap, because he was like one of the only like artists who was a Christian who was rapping that mm-hmm. I felt was up to par with anybody that I felt like well, it wasn't corny, it wasn't lame, it was like, dang, I would, I, I listen to this like on the regular, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like when I started to rap, I was trying to bar up with him like mm-hmm. before he even actually knew. Right. And so, like I remember um, my sister's ex boyfriend, he was a rapper too at that time, and they were in a group together and I let my sister's ex uh, hear my, my one of my first remixes. I remember I remixed uh, Soldier Boy, Pretty Boy Swag. Okay. Yeah. And then I remixed uh, Roger That by Young Money because I was like really coming into just like I thought that Nikki, Drake, and Lil Wayne were like the trinity. Like I mm-hmm. thought they was just like that was amazing to me mm-hmm. when I was first like delving into secular music coming mm-hmm. out of middle school mm-hmm. and um and I was like remixing a lot of songs and I was just like uh. I was like that that's really what um uh, was starting and my sister's uh boyfriend at the time he had told me he was like let Ace hear this and I like speaking my pretty uh, boy <laughs> remix and I was like nervous sweating right. I had to be seventh or eighth grade. I and if I say no, not seven. I said eighth or ninth. And I really think it was ninth grade because I remember distinctly those different times being in class just zoning out because I'm writing <laughs> and, like, just having this new passion. I'm just like, dang, I've been writing all this time, but this is different, so you what, know? what made you not do, like, more of a faith-based Christian hip-hop, right? Um, 
Well, see, initially that's what I did start out as. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all that I could do, really. Mm-hmm. And so, like, prior to vitamin C even being, like, becoming an entity of her own, like, I was just, like, wrapping under charity. And I was, like, wrapping with um, my sister's ex, like I said, at that time. And him, and he had a few homies uh, around, like, the area. Because I'm from the coast of Mississippi and realistically it's all kind of the same mm-hmm. and so like going up and down the coast is nothing but he had people everywhere so I was like in different studios with him and his friends when, when I was like 15, 16 I was recording at churches mm-hmm. um, like initially when me, um, Neo Soul and Jazzy Ace first started to record, we were recording at our church and mm-hmm. I was 16 at that time and so and prior to that that was like when when I was like okay I really 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 want to do this but even before then I was like going to different places with my sisters um so how do you how do you how do you feel about how do you feel about faith-based Christian hip-hop I feel like faith-based Christian hip-hop is extremely necessary Mm -hmm. I feel like um and I don't honestly feel like my my uh, my form or style of, of hip-hop is not faith-based mm-hmm. um, because I do tie a lot of things into my faith and, and like, where I'm from because that's literally, like, all that I do know. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, I do feel like it's extremely necessary. I think about even with me, like, trying to monitor even my language throughout my music occasionally because right. I remember not being allowed to listen to the music that my friends were listening to because if, if my mama heard anything that was even slightly out of out of like what Ooh, everybody's getting kicked out to yeah. Hear, yeah you can't listen to it and then like it makes it hard for you to be able to like go and do other things and so like I think it's really necessary I think it should always be a thing like mm, um right. I just recently um did this the show and Aha Gazelle, um, he was he was one of the openers. Uh, I feel like Lecrae and like what he has oh, yeah. always been doing, not just like what he is and what he's done, but like what he's been doing since since he like first came in the game is like crazy necessary because like he was doing his own thing, but he was also bringing other artists like Andy Minio, KB, like all of them, and so like. I'm definitely. I, I feel like it's just super necessary, and and why? I'm why is it necessary? So nice. It's necessary for really because of the fact that there's a spectrum. Like hip hop is such a wide spectrum, and like it has to be all inclusive. If we can, if it can be inclusive of this new age, like. I'm going to rap over these, like, amazing beats and not say anything, then yeah. I feel like yeah. as far <laughs> as, like, the faith that, like, that needs to be a part of the conversation, like, always. Mm. Um, there's so many. Mm-hmm. And thing is, like, even with that majority of faith-based rappers are going to be extremely honest and candid and real about the fact that they are human. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm human. Um, in this experience, I'm trying to work towards like being the best that I can. 
but all in all, regardless of how trash I might be because of my humanness, yeah. I have to give my glory to God. And I feel like that's what the central message should always be. And that's whether you faith-based or anything right. else-based to yeah. me, like, personally. Yeah. Right. So, so being in the church, I didn't realize you were big in the church. How does the church feel about the faith-based hip-hop? Do they accept it? Oh, well... Church down here is different. I see you call from a New York number. So I didn't <laughs> know you were in New York. So I'm just like, dang, we're on. Like, I'm in the Bible Belt. I'm in the South of the South, bottom of the bottom. And, like, the way that. Um, well, I'm in ATL, too. <laughs> you, oh, okay, where? Okay, so you know what's up. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, but, like, being in Mississippi, yeah. even Atlanta is a little bit, a lot more progressive in, in a lot of ways than. Um, that other uh, states in the South. Right. And I feel like Mississippi is one of those ones that is just like takes a, a little bit longer than most to like <laughs> get with the program of what's always been going on. And yeah. so um, I haven't had any, like, of course there are different people in the church, like individuals in the church who would turn their nose up or feel a certain type of way about the music that we were doing. But at the same time, like, we created our own spaces. And that was one of the beautiful things mm -hmm. about, like, being at the church that I was in when I was younger. Like, we were able to have our own, like, spaces to do what we wanted to do. And then, like, um, I don't know, regardless of them being receptive or not, like, with us being in the generation that we were in, it's like, you better be glad we here. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that, that was a big thing. That was yeah. a big thing. Um but yeah, I feel like it's not necessarily shunned or anything, but it's still taking. It, I feel like it's still just taking. Yeah. Um, different people a little bit more time, but I will say, like a lot of the churches here are becoming a lot more um, progressive and modern when mm -hmm. it comes to a lot of different things, and so like it's not as it's not as difficult to be able to like rap in the pool pit as it might have been 10 to 15 years ago. Well, that's good because if you want to keep the future of church going, a lot of the members like hip hop. So it's good. You that have to, <laughs> yes. You, you right. have to like, and a lot of times they'll, but to try to stay like, uh, uh, relatable, they don't try to mix in some of right. the stuff that they like hear or learn. And I think that's I, mean, I think that's cool to a certain degree. I feel like it's just like I don't know. It's all about your motives and your mm -hmm. intent, though. At the end of the day, yeah. So let's talk about that yeah. album, "Joyful Noise." Why you mm -hmm. call? Why did you call it that? Joyful noise. So ultimately, joyful noise. The the message is ultimately about keeping the joy um, through it throughout the noise of life, like, because mm, mm. the chaos is going to come, the curveballs are going to come, it's always going to be crazy, but the thing about joy is that it's divine and it's God-given, and if God's the one who gives it, he's the only one who can take it away, mm. and so, like, not allowing these external, like, physical, tangible things to, like, take your joy even, like, through the hardest stuff. Like, mm. I was going through a lot of the stuff that I, I, that's why I needed joyful noise even during the creating process of mm. it because it was just like, dang, I'm going through all these different transitional pro uh, yeah. places. Yeah. And so like, it was just like a reminder to self, but knowing that that was important for the person next to me and my family and my friends and yeah. different things like that. So. Yeah. Oh. 
So, obviously, you and your mom have a close relationship, uh, but yeah. she was very protective of you. How how has mm-hmm. how has this like impact your pursuit of hip hop? Um, I feel like in certain ways, my mom's like, um, she was way more overprotective than she's been like in the past few years. Um. Or I say way more. She's not as 
overprotective that she has been. However, like in the in hip hop, I would I will say this because of my of her like opinion about things and how strongly she felt about a lot of things. That's like what had me in high school like feeling like I was living a double life when it came to creating mm-hmm. because like I was writing and rapping about things that I felt like in my heart and my soul and that wasn't always going to line up with like how like with something that she wanted to be receptive of right. but I was also like at church and doing like the church thing and doing like the just like having to live within the the home that I was in and having to like continue down I guess like not even the road that she wanted necessarily but like something that that would provide the least amount of like confrontation and just make life a little bit easier so like it kind of had me not even doubting myself but feeling like there were certain things that I couldn't say a lot of times right and And um, and then your dad if I was hearing the song right he was more just like if I got it right, just just let you be in a sense, right? More than your mom. In a sense, in a sense, in a yes. sense. <laughs> only, only because of the fact that my dad is my my mom and my dad are. I won't say they're polar opposites, but mm-hmm. I definitely get the idea of opposites attract because they've been married for uh, this month uh, on Christmas Eve. I think they make thirty six years wow. of being married, and and I'm so grateful for them and to just even to have been able to like admire their union for, for my lifetime. Yeah. But the the way that they work, like my mom is definitely the one that has to be vocal about just about everything that comes <laughs> to mind, good or bad, like regardless of how you feel, um, that might or might not have anything to do with her being a Gemini. I think it has everything <laughs> to do with it. But my dad, um, he's a, he's a worker. He had, and I have, I have an older sister, a younger sister, and a younger brother. So it's three girls and mm. one boy. Mm. And my dad, I feel like in in a sense, he's just like, I've taught you. I've, I've instilled in you the things that you should know. You see us live by example. You, you get like you've lived on your own. Mm-hmm. And you're not stupid. Right. So like, if you come to these different things, like if you need me, I'm here. Mm-hmm. However... I can't make you do anything, so I'm not going to yell at you about this. I'm not right. going to pull your leg about this. Um, my mom, on the other hand, is just a lot more hands-on, I mm. would say that. Like, so, and, so when you told your parents of that you wanted to pursue hip-hop, how, how was that? Um, They weren't necessarily surprised. I will say okay. my dad is, yeah, they weren't surprised. They knew, they always knew that, like, well, I, okay, I'll say this. Cause they they liked it when I was just like rapping in my room and stuff, mm-hmm. but like, when it got to the point where I was just like, yeah, I'm not gonna come, I'm not gonna be able to come home because I got a show. Or, oh, I'm not okay. gonna be able to make it to this because I got a I got mm. a session. I can't do it. And that at that point it got kind of like you need to be, not even like you need to be realistic, but mm-hmm. like they wanted me to be doing something that was of course more stable yeah, and mm-hmm. um. And my mom, she, my dad feels, <laughs> he feels like uh, rapping is a waste of our our vocal, um, like our, our 
our singing voices uh, uh. in a way. Like, <laughs> what yeah, my, it? my folks, are, yeah. like, they're older and they come from their generation. It's crazy. They deprived us of all this music that they grew up on. <laughs> but, like, they right. come from this age of, like, where, where you know, music was just so raw and so real. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, but, like, I'm doing that. But right. I did also have to, like, remind myself that my music really is not for them. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm doing a lot of the things that I'm doing so that one day, prayerfully, that I'll be able to take care of them. Yeah. But, like, at the end of the day, they already as saved as they're going to be. <laughs> so I'm just like, it's, it's not for them. And I think it's it's taking me a little bit of time to realize that. But, like... So they're how do they feel now, though? Oh, they, they're supportive now? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're supportive because they want me to be, they want me to be happy. They just want me to, like, be realistic and have my head on straight. So yeah. um, I'm doing, I, I went a while doing the whole nomad thing and just, like, going to do shows. Mm-hmm. They had no money. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, like trying to scrap a change for, like, mm-hmm. weed and food. Right. <laughs> like, I was yeah. just, just a, a bad situation. But like now I'm at the point where I'm like I'm working and I'm balancing Good. the um I'm balancing the music with with the work yeah. and I won't even call that real life because I feel like that's the matrix and one day <laughs> I get to escape <laughs> but like yeah so, so, so they're they're a lot more supportive now that they see that my head is on a little bit more straight yeah so why why did you call it lessons though well I called it lessons because um. Really just because of the few things that I talked about my mom teaching me. And those are just, like, little nuggets, like, that would come out of every now and then. Um, And not just my mom, my dad, too, because I've learned so much from them. Not even just in the things that they tell me, but the things that they've, like, done. I've Mm -hmm. seen them. um, I've seen my parents, like, literally not know where where, how we were going to get different bills paid and they not taking it out on us. They're not yelling at each other. They not like going out doing nothing crazy. I just like see them even in places where we were struggling as a family, like still turning to God Mm -hmm. and like ultimately like reminding us by example, whether because they, you know, you're conscious of the fact that, that people are watching you. And I'm sure as a parent, it's even, um, it's a whole different level, but even in those times where I know that they didn't weren't even conscious of the fact that me and my siblings were watching, it was right. just like, wow, like I'm learning these things just by seeing y'all live, you know? Right. And I would be like, I would be a little bit out of shape about a few different things. Like as I was younger, different things that I was and wasn't allowed to do. But like now I'm at a place where I'm just like, dang, I know that ultimately that all just came from love. It all just came right. from you just wanting the best. And right. like, I couldn't see it then, and I see it a little bit now. Yeah. But like, you'll those see are different things that I was taught. Yeah, you'll see it more once you have kids one day. <laughs> exactly, and I'm I'm just like that's a a, a little while away. But, yeah, yeah. but also, it's just like I realizing the fact that I can't, I won't even be able to understand where they're coming from mm-hmm. fully until I have my own. Like, even being conscious of that fact right. puts me in another space of just like extreme gratefulness you know yeah so yeah like yeah they they've taught me they've taught me a lot to say to me
right, I'm the luck and kill hate. It's beauty and unity with the fam, I feel safe. And when it shows that the angels have field day, I got a life I don't even deserve. I got a life I can never have earned. Ooh, if they gave me the choice of nine lives and a lineup, I ain't even lying. It's a life I prefer. It's a beautiful world. Don't let them change your view of the world. We think the only beauty diamonds are pearls, but we the diamonds of earth. How many times you remind us our worth with our breath and our time on the earth? I'm not worthy, but he show me love. Sometimes he be the only one. When I stumble, when I fall, he hold me and he pull me up. And the world be quaking Hard to stand strong when the ground is shaking Easy to let go, take it for the whole But I never ever fold cause that's how it made me young Never thought I would rap like this Never thought I would think to get back like this Snap like this It's crazy how my plan not his But I'm happy cause it's plan so lit More than I imagined at the peak of my thoughts I gained so much I didn't see what I lost And everything you lose ain't really a loss It's evolution, it's growth, you just use what you talk I see the world with my spiritual eye I think the world needs a spiritual guy so in tune with the physical high Don't see the perks of the spiritual side Know you hurt but the pain don't last I know you're sick of waiting for the change come fast There's beauty in the struggle You an overcomer Enjoy every day cause you can't go back The side If you're enjoying Book Speaks and Beyond, do us a favor. Go into the show notes of any episode, click on the iTunes logo to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We just played Joyful Perfection. What are your intentions with this song? Joyful Perfection, I found that beat on YouTube from this guy who um, had sampled one of my favorite um, groups, the Wild Group, mm. and my little sister put me on to them, um, the Wazoo. They're super amazing um, group out of Texas, and they um, are siblings. They're all siblings, and they, the song is called Perfect People, and they're basically talking about, like, um, like if you're... It, he, he samples a, a piece of the uh, chorus, but it's like... Um, <clears throat> 
if you're a miracle today and God has always made a way, if you have food to eat, a place to sleep, and, um, wow, the last little bit just raised away from me, but it's like saying, like, you're grateful for these things. If you're perfect, like, scream really loud if you're perfect. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and then they have this one specific part in their song where there's, like, crickets chirping because, mm-hmm. like, nobody's perfect. Right. And so the, the that was, like, kind of the um, the idea behind that. And just, like, I went, I, I wrote that song uh, a little bit after I transferred to Jackson State in 2016. Mm. Uh, it was that fall semester. And I was like, when I first got to Jackson State, I had, in my head, before I had even left, I had already had it set up to where, like, I had a, a scholarship because I was doing a transfer thing from community college to uh, Jackson, Jackson State. I love amazing, amazing HBCU, mm-hmm. and so because of that, it was like, oh, so I I've done, I got all my ducks in a row, boom, 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 and it didn't work like that initially because when I got to school, they were saying that um, that scholarship that I was actually already banking on, thinking was already mine, uh, wasn't like officially mine. It was one of those first come first serve yeah, things. But I have the qualifications and I didn't do that. And I thought that. And so, like, all my stuff is moved into my dorm, and I'm realizing, dang, Nick can't even pay for the school. Like, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I knew, I knew ahead of time, like, which is why I started off at a community college. I was just like, God, if you want me to go to school, because you know I don't want to, <laughs> I have to make sure that my mama don't have to pay for it and right. my daddy don't have to pay for it and that I don't got to, you know, I don't got to get no loans, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, that was my, I, I've had that conversation with God my senior year of high school. So how'd you and stay so, in? Did you stay in? Huh? Did oh, you? yes. Uh-huh. So God moved like big time because it was like, um, there was an amazing woman named Ty Shelby who's no longer there, but she was uh, over the transfer student scholarship. Mm-hmm. And I would constantly go and talk to her like every day because, you know, the, um, the freshmen come in uh, like a week, a week and a half before yeah. school starts. Mm-hmm. And even though I wasn't a freshman, I came in as a junior, but with me being a transfer, I had to go through all the freshman right. processes. And so um, I would go to her office and I wasn't necessarily crying, but it was intense like yeah. every time. And she was just this amazing woman who like gave me such a beautiful sense of peace. Yeah. And like, she was just like, whatever it is that I can do, I will. I can't make any promises, but we're going we're gonna to do what we can. And like, I'm just like, okay. And I'm still like going on like with all the freshman processes. I did the talent show. I did all this stuff. And I'm just like, <laughs> you don't know I if really gonna be hope. Here. Like, I don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, it was okay. So let's say the school, that school started on Monday. I was told that I didn't get the the uh, scholarship that Tuesday, Mississippi, and and I had moved in like the weekend prior to, and this mm. is me going backwards with the week. So, mm-hmm. and the school started on Monday. I'm, I was told that the Tuesday prior. By that Friday, Miss mm. Shelby had told me, she called me. I was in Whole Foods in Jackson because we don't have a Whole Foods on the coast. And I was just like, oh, this is amazing. She <laughs> calls me and I'm there. She's just like, 
is this Charity Hicks? And I'm just like, yeah. And she's like, I was just wanting to know if you still wanted that transfer scholarship. And I just started screaming <laughs> right. at Whole Foods. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, it it, it worked out. Um, so what'd you end up majoring in? Really, um, my major was secondary education initially. I, I bounced back and forth from that in um, English and English being like a concentration mm-hmm. to me like actually majoring in English. I, ne- I I still have yet to graduate because mm-hmm. even through that happy story, I did still leave um, Jackson State before I was finished because Why is that? of life. That was that was just a, a lot of life stuff. Life, um, yeah, <laughs> okay. So so when yeah. you when you were at the college, how mm-hmm. how involved were you in the hip hop scene? That's where everything came from, to mm-hmm. be honest, Taj. Like mm-hmm. I it's crazy because on the coast, even though like that's where my family is, my musical family, my actual family, my everything, like there's not really a a huge like music scene mm-hmm. or a thriving music scene there. And so um but when I got to Jackson, which is just literally like three three hours away from um the coast, mm-hmm. it was like a whole different world. Huh. I um went there and immediately I'm like trying to find out what they got going on. Like at this point, I don't even have a project. I, I'm just like still rapping, but knowing that I want to do it. And I I went to um I, I joined this arts collective called Outspoken mm-hmm. um Outspoken Arts Collective, a part of Jackson State which is super dope. Um, and I also um, would like go to these different shows that were around. They were always on campus. There were some that were on campus and I would be involved in that were through Outspoken. Mm-hmm. But there was also um, different things that were happening in the surrounding area. So there was um, like different shows. There's this bar, Howling Mouths, and there's this Fondren area and there's this place called the Flamingo. I did a lot of shows there. Like it was just something to do all the time. That's good. Somewhere. And so, so that like really just like if I wasn't already like ready, I was like, okay, I gotta get ready because <laughs> that ain't nobody playing no games right here. <laughs> like it, and it's crazy and I connected with a lot of my current like friends and, and musical family while I was at Jackson. And, um, yeah, like, it it changed the trajectory of everything for me. Like, wow. So nobody would know Jackson. Nobody would know vitamin C if it was not for me going to Jackson. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. So you yeah. did You did, You did. did get some, some education. You got an education in hip-hop, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got life. I, I got life game when I went I to see. Yeah. yeah. I have not. I ain't got my degree, but I will tell you that I am way better now than i was prior to like i i learned so much it was a priceless experience you're right when you when you go away to school when you're far from the home you're all on your own yeah you learn a lot of life game it changes everything Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. thank god for the new gear my vision getting clearer think i know what to do my time is coming nearer The mirror on the wall starting to love me And I love it back My soul's relaxed, my heart's intact It's gonna be a good year Time is of the essence Time's essence confusing 
Mother Nature's tired life lessons to move me In a world I never knew of and it's still introducing The truth to meet me to the truth and it's not as soothing As this instrumentally money, I'm feeling a new thing Shout out to the shorties rocking hoops in the mood rings That smell like jasmine and tie their poos with the shoestrings I see you sis please, love yourself and do you queen I admire you I think the beauty is in realization That my favorite artist took special time when he made me Every defiant kink upon my scalp is amazing And my heart glows like a thousand suns You can't replicate me This time last year, my head just wasn't as stable I stayed awake so God had made a way With a seat at the table, labeled greatness On the way and I ain't pack a bag Or even have my shoes on Had all this prep time, but I guess my head was too gone All I know is bouncing back a part of the process Pushing like every day, I hope to never be compressed Contemplating ways to make graduating College an option, I can opt out of I ain't necessarily crazy, baby, I'm an artist Smart, so knowledge ain't just from class and universities Pretty purple power puffs, I feel the universe in me Verses from my heart, yet still I feel a little uncertainty Princess procrastination, y'all claim it, but who be worse than me? Who be worse than me? Lord, who be worse than me? Who be worse than me? Who be worse than me? It's 2017 Gotta start doing a new thing and worry about me. For 20 something years, I was worried about who say whatever, who think whatever. Do opinions pay the bills? Not now or ever, now till forever, it's still a never. Y'all not as clever as I thought y'all were. Yeah, yeah. Sheltered in my shelter of a home inside the ghetto, quite the fellow I was Mama's boy, I couldn't help it enough But in the end, I had to help myself Within my circle of friends, my hands are always stretched It's yeah. funny how old flames hit you up when you break even But numbers never mattered unless you counting out your demons And boy, them niggas be fiending, finding out what entreats me Twins all on my shoulders, but my thoughts are never peaking R.I.P. to send you, my partners, they never leave me Unless I catch a body, then they'll probably be defeated My lady told me that these thoughts are gold crazy when I meet him and I laughed and said my thoughts would go crazy if she ever leave me I swear I need somebody this world is too mad to walk alone I drop a tip for the fizz of my mother right at home I'm moving on gas the lung and blow the strong Jackson grown come alone and find your soul with Master Don I'll take you home yeah, yeah. and I gotta start doing a new thing and worry about me for 20 something years I was worried about who say Now till forever, it's still a never Y'all not as clever as I thought y'all were It's 2017 And I gotta start doing a new thing and worry about me For 20 something years I was worried about who say whatever Who think whatever Do opinions pay the bills? Not now or ever Now till forever, it's still a never Y'all not as clever as I thought y'all were So we just played the song 2017. Now, what's the message you're trying to get across with this song? 2017 goes to like, okay, so I got to Jackson in the fall of 2016. Um, 2017 was really like 
this is going to be my year <laughs> and I wasn't ready prior to, but now like I'm here and I'm starting to feel like I know what I'm doing. Like, um, that, that's kind of what 2017 was. And I still didn't know what I was doing, right. like, but at the same time, like I grew, I grew so much. I grew so much in 2017. Yeah. The inter- um, interesting, this interesting thing you said, you, you kind of said you were a procrastinator in that song a yeah. little bit. So, so Uh, you say I am. Okay. So that plays a big impact Uh, on your pursuit of the, of hip hop, doesn't it? Yes. And how do you, how do you, Um, how do you overcome that? What do you do? I don't necessarily say I overcome it (laughs) per se. I learned how to, I learned how to fight it. And one day I will officially overcome the procrastination Mm -hmm. because that just is not, it's not truly in my nature. I feel like I kind of succumbed to procrastination because it became like the easy thing to do. Mm. Um, just like with school really. Mm. And like when you were in school, that bleeds into every other crevice of your life. And so like, um, I was, I don't know. Now I'm at the point where like I, I attempt to plan more. Mm -hmm. Um, and I say attempt to plan more because I'm not always planning. I would like, I was queen of buying like the cutest freaking planners in the world and then just like sitting in my book bag. <laughs> but um, as far as, I don't know, I, I think the, the, the best thing to overcome procrastination that I am, that, that's been helpful to me is like breaking things down and not looking at everything as like completely big picture all the time because that's like extremely overwhelming you know right. so and how like, do you do that with your music though because you know this career is all about putting content out there and you know keeping your name yeah. up there you know it is and that's crazy but that's only because of the social media world because yeah. if you don't like that that's wild too but um I don't know. I don't be putting out music like that either, mm-hmm. Todd. Like, yeah. I really don't. And yeah. I, I sometimes, like, think about it. I'm just like, dang, am I not doing enough? Like, that's a constant thing with me. Just like, dang, yeah. I really feel like I need to be doing more. But realistically, that's just because I'm looking at everybody else around me. Yeah. Like they're doing. Yeah, yeah I mean, that'll, that'll do it to you. Social media and yeah, all that yeah. will make you feel like you're not really doing anything. <laughs> exactly. And you could literally be in the midst exactly. of doing like some of the hardest work that you've done. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, ah, oh, this is not enough. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. I think, um, I, it's really all about like pacing because one thing that I did learn this year in 2018 is not always about timing. It's about alignment. Mm. And timing is not necessarily a, like, that's something, it's the human construct, of course, mm-hmm. but, like, alignment is divine. And mm. it's, like, however long it takes you to, like, be obedient to God or, like, do what it is that you, because it's plenty of stuff that, like, will wait so long to do and I guess that goes with the procrastination and then you finally do it and then all these other things fall into place and you're like mm. dang I could have did this forever ago and it's like <laughs> God just be like yeah and you should have however <laughs> I got you still mm. and mm-hmm. like and that's I, that's yeah. um that's a that's been a big thing like just even even being conscious of the fact being like okay 
Last time I procrastinated, procrastinated and finally went on and did what I was supposed to do, I saw the blessings that came forth. I saw how much stress that took off of me. I saw mm-hmm. this, this, that. So it's like, you can't forget what God had already done for right, you because right. that'll have you like feeling like he ain't did nothing <laughs> when you in the midst of your, of, of your like new trial, yeah, you know? Right. And it's like, nah, this just level 45. You just forgot what level 42 felt like. <laughs> That's all. It, it still has it, right, you know? Right. So, right. yeah. Well, I mean, just keep, keep that lesson up, you know, as long as you know that, you do procrastinate but you know you're working on it i mean that's big because i know your fans are always going to be hungry for something else you put out you know yeah Yeah. so so the show is called books beats and beyond and we're always asking people what are they reading now whether it be books articles or what book had the biggest impact on their life do you have anything like that okay so it's so crazy one of my um one of my favorite books that I've um, not even necessarily recently read, but it was when I was at Jackson State. Um, because of me being an English major, I had a lot of literature mm, classes. Yes, you did. And I had to do a hell of reading. <laughs> and, um, like, and also being at an HBCU, it was super awesome because I was doing a lot of African-American literature. Yep, I'm Howard. And so, Ooh, so I know exactly what yeah, you Yeah, come on. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what's up. That's right. So um, there was this book by Daniel Black called Perfect Peace. And that was one of Perfect Peace. Perfect Peace. Okay, okay. And I'm not going to, like, you know, spoilers or anything. However, what I will say is that was one of, like, the most mind-boggling books that I've read Mm. um, because of the fact that it covered so much – and just like the black community in church, as far as like parents and the the parental effects uh-huh. that um what parents do to their children and not even knowing how they affect them or not even caring enough um mm. it was just like it was it was a it's a really like emotional heavy book, and anytime somebody brings up like books or like my favorite. I don't want that to be my favorite one because of how like kind of traumatic it was. But it on, the, on, you. on the yeah. contrary, it was big. Yes, yeah. it was extremely impactful because I was just like, whoa, like. It kind of sounds like you. I, you said what? It, sound, it kind of sounds like you kind of relate, your life kind of related to the book. In in some ways, mm-hmm. not in, not in like, and not in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but like in a I say not in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, but not in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It's just like some things that stood out that were like, whoa, okay, I feel this spiritually. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was, it's a, it's a page turner, definitely. Okay. We'll put that in the um, show notes yeah. if people want to check it out themselves. So, um, what, what, what do you want people to mainly take away from Joyful Noise? I really want people to take away the fact regardless of how life happens or regardless of how things do and don't pan out, ultimately, like, everything that happens is a part of a plan that's way bigger than, you know, what we are aware of. So I want, like, people to find joy and happiness in the journey, in the process, even when it, like, doesn't look exactly the way that 
they might have thought they would, they might have thought it would look. And I I feel like I kind of I talked about that all throughout Joyful Noise, and that was kind of a feel that I wanted to like keep consistent throughout it. So I do want people to take away like ultimately just keeping their joy throughout life's noise. And I will definitely say you got that across from the album because as I was listening to it, I felt the joy, I felt the positivity, yeah. and and I mean it, it would truly make people, um, if they're down, have a brighter day and and just realize, like you said, that life is joyful, and you know just experience that as you're going through life, and uh, I, I think you really got that across. So um, yeah, I thank you. Yeah, well, I want to thank you too, and I just want to say. You know, vitamin C, thank you so much for being on Books, Peace, and Beyond. Of course, of course. I'm really, really honored for you guys to have me. So thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that interview with vitamin C, positive sister, positive vibes. You know, she brings that joy. That's also another facet of hip hop that's very special is having positivity, bringing that joy. So if you enjoyed what you heard, go inside the show notes, click on the links, and go ahead and support the sister. Okay? And at the same time, while you're in the show notes, go ahead and click on the iTunes link to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. So until next time, let's read, listen, explore.